Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Oh, what a day it is to be alive. And why? Because it's <laughs> Bachelor Tuesday. Ashley I. Kennedy, how you doing? Hey, I'm so good. How are you? I'm super good. I'm actually uh, right now in Sebastian, Florida. Sebastian, Florida is the home where my great-grandpa uh, bought his retirement home, and then my grandfather, his brother, his sister all got vacation homes down here. And this is kind of the the Higgins side of the family where, they, uh, where they've retired to. And so I'm down right now visiting my great-aunt, and Jessica came down to spend the weekend with me as well. That's so nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we get started, I've got to talk about myself for a second because I did something <laughs> okay. that is a dream of mine. Is it um, um, which one? The golf tournament? Yeah, I got to talk about it. Yeah. It's a huge deal. So okay. uh, if you're out there and you're like, Ben, I don't want to hear you talk about yourself. This isn't fun for me. Yeah, well, it's really fun for me. So here's <laughs> what I want to tell you. Um, my dad, my mother, uh, and Jessica and I all spent the last week in Orlando, Florida at the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions. Here's what it is. It's a celebrity tournament and an LPGA tournament side by side. I have to thank the podcast because I think the only reason I'm still invited into these celebrity tournaments is because of this podcast. No. I think because I, I, it's, it's wild to me. I mean, I have to play along. Uh, my group had Larry the Cable Guy, Marcus Allen, <laughs> a Heisman Trophy winner, a Hall of Famer. I also had Joe Carter. I, I, I mean, I played along, and then I also played along some of these LPGA professionals. It was an amazing week. My goal was to break 80 one of the days, and my very last day, actually, I shot a 78, which for me in tournament play is incredible. Um, and I got to have my dad caddying for me all week, Jessica walking the fairways, my mom walked up. It was an, it was an amazing week. I'm so pumped. That's why I'm in such a good mood today because it was something to be talked about. Aw, Ben, I'm so happy for you. Um, we should be happy for ourselves collectively because we were nominated for the iHeart Podcast Award in the pop category. We did a whole marathon of a show the other day without you and you were greatly missed. My throat was sore after it. Uh, we didn't win, but I, I know this is a, such a cliche Hollywood phrase, but it was pretty cool to be nominated. <laughs> Did it feel cool when you were there? I mean, yeah. I was down here playing in this tournament, so I wasn't able to make it. But was it cool to be there? Yeah. So, like, uh, little birdies had kind of told me beforehand that we didn't win because, you know, we are an iHeart okay. podcast. We kind of have, like, insider knowledge as to who's going to win who's not. So, like, I, I knew going into that. So, I wasn't, like, super, like, stoked and nervous, like, if I was going to have to make an acceptance speech or anything. And I, I, I can't yeah. even imagine... 
us winning and you not being here that would be crazy <laughs> but I, I when we heard our names or when I heard my name and then Caitlin heard her name like right next to our podcast it was a really cool moment I was like oh my goodness I feel seen <laughs> oh, that is you know it is really nice to be or to feel seen I think in any part of life and for us, this is our first nomination. I don't think it's going to be our last, Ashley. Or it feels like the podcast just continues to grow. Who uh, who do, who won the category? Uh, the Breakfast Club podcast. I'm not mm, sure if you've fair. ever heard of that before. Jared, yeah, 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 Jared said that they were they were a good one to lose to. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And I mean, we got to be in the same category as Caitlin, one of our best yeah, friends. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, what did you learn from this like marathon of a podcast? Anything cool to talk about to recap and to kind of point people back to listen to that episode? Well, if you guys are Grey's Anatomy fans, Tanya, Becca, and I did a lot of venting over how the show has been scripted the past couple of years and, of course, the departure of Alex Karev, which was horrible. Um, we also had. Um, Oh, I loved the part where we had the ladies from the Intimate Knowledge podcast. They, it was Brooke Burke, Megan, King Edmund, Edmonds, and then a sex therapist that they have on the show as well, a sex and relationship therapist. And we talked about like, you know, feeling sexy and feeling yourself and like just carrying yourself in that way. So that was really cool. It was one of my favorite parts of it. And then I loved having uh, Rosalind Sanchez and her husband, Eric Winter on because Jared, mm. Jared joined me for that segment and we just talked about marriage and it got so raw and I realized I'm so much like Rosalind and Jared is so much like Eric and it was just like a really cool bonding moment. And especially since I've watched her shows for years and I think like she's just so beautiful and amazing. You Got to meet some really incredible, I feel left out, but I, I mean, I had a great time myself, but I feel like you had a really good experience at the show. Thank you. I did. It was a really good podcast. I felt it was strong. It was strong. And it wasn't, it, was a, it wasn't about The Bachelor, you know, which was kind of fun to mix up every now and then. It wasn't solely about The Bachelor. Yeah. Well, this podcast is about The Bachelor Day. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to Bachelor Nation. We have some news that involved Bachelor Nation and Jennifer Aniston. We also going to talk Luke P. If you forget who he is, he's the villain from uh, Hannah's season. We have some massive, massive news uh, when it comes around Peter Weber. But before we get to all these things. Oh, my God. Wait. Before we yeah. Get to yeah. Ashley has a crazy fact that she just learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, Before we that get wasn't to those where things. I was going, but what's your I fact? I just thought I had to interject it in here because I would forget it otherwise. Peter Weber was born at the hospital that my dad has worked at for the past 23 years. Wow, that is I had no clue you knew this fact. That's, <laughs> that's an amazing addition to the show. Did your dad deliver him by chance? <laughs> no, so my dad started working there two or three years after Peter was born there, but it's been the buzz. I was I was texted by a nurse the other day, like, was Peter born here because like everybody's talking about it. And I was like, "Oh my god." And I texted him and I was like, "Where were you born?" And he said Fairfax, and I was like, "Well, there's only one hospital in like the city of Fairfax, Virginia. So you were born at my dad's hospital. That's so crazy. That is well, wow. Small One world. of America's favorite little heartthrobs was exactly. uh, was laying, being coddled in Fairfax, Virginia at one time. Hey, Ashley, before we get to the massive <laughs> okay. news yeah. surrounding the show, let's take our first break, talk about our sponsors, and come back to talk Peter Weber season of The Bachelor. <laughs> 
What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. 
You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, oh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said it, my bathroom smells like a spa. I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Ashley, you are a pop culture uh source of knowledge you are like a wikipedia of pop culture you are going to walk me through these stories because i don't really know them very well mm -hmm. and i know i can count on you too so the first story <laughs> headline i'm going to read out here and you can explain it to me is jennifer aniston says hannah brown can stay home now after appearing on peter weber's season of the bachelor she said this during the sag awards interviews i mean Ashley, every week I find out a new person that loves the show. Jennifer Anderson was my childhood crush. I adored her. The fact that she might possibly know my name just makes me feel all sorts of ways. But do you agree that Hannah Brown should stay home? And what did Jennifer Aniston mean by this? I, there's not much to go off of. There's not a video interview here. And I do know that the 
that the magazines can take quotes and make, make a story around them of their own. So the only quotes we have um, are that she's, of course, watching The Bachelor. Um, she says that she believes that the producers are just using these poor women at this point and that she says, I do think Hannah can stay home now. I think she just has the opinion that is shared by so many other Bachelor viewers, which is, all right, we've had a little bit of a Hannah Brown overload right now. I think she's still going to remain a huge favorite of this franchise. Um, I think maybe she just, you know, she's been seen on the past three seasons now, and I think people, and plus, plus um, Dancing with the Stars, so I think that a lot of people are just thinking, all right, Hannah, give us a break from yourself, and then come back, emerge, and and if she does take this little break, I think she has a higher chance of being The Bachelorette again a couple years down the road. I don't think she's going to be on the table as being The Bachelorette option for this coming season. So, Ashley, we haven't touched on this subject in a few weeks now, but we're we're now three episodes in on Peter Weber's season. Is there a chance that she comes back on this season and ends up with Peter? Is that still even a possibility? Uh, I don't think so. I think I lost hope now, but I also still think it was a really weird way for them to end that chapter. Last episode was yeah, just so inconclusive. We didn't get any answers. So that's my only it's my only thing keeping me thinking that possibly there's more to come. What well, do you th- yeah. more to come here. This might this might be one of the most interesting stories of the week to me. The Bachelorette villain, Luke P., if you remember him, he was definitely the villain on Hannah's season. He was around a long time, is now seeing Justin Bieber's ex, Caitlin Beatles. I read this headline. Again, I know nothing about this, but how and why and what? How and why and what? Yeah. I, there's not much to go off of besides the headline in this case as well. They've been seeing each other casually. It's I don't, It doesn't look to be a full-blown relationship yet at this point. She's, you know, very religious girl. And, and that's, what's her that's history that. with Justin? Her history, I feel like it was a very brief relationship because while she looks familiar and her, and her name sounds familiar, um, like she's not, of course, one of Justin's great loves, you know? She was probably one of the in-between girls between Haley and Selena. And the um, the source says that they've been spending a lot of time together, but they're not officially dating. They care about the same thing, specifically family and faith. Um, and they're interested to get to know each other more. They've run in the same circles for a while. Well, hey, good for them. Oh, yeah. I hope it's true oh, love. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Justin was literally like 15 when he dated her. It says that they oh. dated around uh, 2008, 2009. So, yeah, just about 15. <laughs> yeah. So, I no it, wonder. Yeah. It's not like a it's not a name that pops off. But, hey, you know what? Good for Luke P. We wish him the best. Um, you know, we haven't heard a lot from him since his time on The Bachelor. Uh, it makes sense. His time on that show was rough, uh, to say the least. So, He's bouncing back with uh, just spending some time with Caitlin Beatles. Who knows where it goes? We hope it goes somewhere good. Um, Chris Harrison says hosting the Bachelor franchise has made him a better dad. This was taken uh, from people.com. I mean, I'm sure it's true. Chris uh, has shown – I mean, if you meet Chris off the show, 
as as you and I both have, Ashley. Mm-hmm. He is very similar to how he is on the show, very polished, very quick-witted, knows how to manage a situation. Also, he has dealt with a bunch of 20-year-olds for 20 years and helping them find love. I think it would help him get some practice for raising his kids. It makes sense. Yeah, he says that because of the show, he's a better listener. He says that he sees situations in less of a black and white sort of way. And he says that it's kind of made him in a way less like less selfish, where he doesn't think like my way or the highway anymore. When you're a dad, he says life is not so black and white. So it makes it makes him see like all different aspects of a situation, I suppose. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Chris Harrison just continues to stay in the headlines. And I mean, I think this is a good opportunity to say it. What's maybe most surprising about Chris Harrison, uh, not because of the man he is, just because of the industry he lives in. He's been on this show for a long time and he barely ever, if ever, I can remember, has gotten a negative headline. (laughs) Wow. Um, You're so right. And that is mind boggling. Really, really impressive that he stayed that way. Um, Hey, next headline, Peter Weber has appeared in a commercial for Sylvan Learning Center way back in the day. If you've watched this commercial, it's something to be uh, remembered. It it just, this isn't a story. I'm just saying, if you haven't watched it, you got to go back and Google or something. Peter Weber, Sylvan Learning Center. He was an actor, if you remember this, a child actor, especially uh, at one point in his life. Uh, it's hilarious. You'll never see Peter the same way again. I remember Moving the commercial. To, Do you remember seeing the you commercial? Remember it? Yeah. Like the Sylvan oh, Learning yeah, commercials were like so such like a a thing of our high school period and I feel like I've definitely seen that one before. Yeah, I wonder how many people picked up like right away that, that was him. But I yes, never. I 100% I don't think I would have. Remember this. I mean He's Peter Weber is a man of many talents. He continues to surprise us. Uh, but I do have some criticisms of him today on the podcast. So stick around for those. I love the guy. I think he's a good dude. But I, I have some questions for Peter and I want to get them answered. <laughs> I know um, exactly what you're going to call him out on. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. The Bachelor's Marissa Gunn says I gained and then lost 80 pounds after pageants destroyed my self image. Ashley, you talked at the beginning of the podcast about, uh, about uh, meeting with some ladies to talk about what makes you feel sexy as a human. Um, we've heard this a few times now about pageants. Do you think pageants are putting unneeded pressure on uh, men and women to be a certain body type or image? I mean, this is this is hard to hear that we can't just be celebrated for who we are and we have to feel like we have to lose 80 pounds. Yeah, Um I feel like pageants are trying to to move along with the times. You know, they one of them. I think it was Miss America did uh-huh. without the bikini competition. Now, and I think that's great. I don't think it's needed. I, I mean, here's the thing. I remember as a middle schooler watching uh, pageants, and I and I and I I did that with my family. My grandma loved pageants. Mm-hmm. And nothing's, you know, there's really never felt like there's anything needed by the the bikini um, show. There really isn't. No, I mean, it's about like charm, um, the way you you hold yourself, carry yourself, um, you know, answer the questions. The way you walk in a bikini really should say nothing about your worthiness to be crowned. Yeah. 
Well, hey, uh, next and final headline before we jump into this uh, last episode of The Bachelor. Chris Harrison thinks Jed Wyatt should compete on the new Bachelor spinoff to redeem himself. We just had Jed Wyatt on our live show. I could say this. Uh, the response was not great. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was great. He he really was. He he performed. He answered the questions. You could tell he got a little bit uh, upset, and I get why. People weren't exactly kind to him. Mm-hmm. I, if I was Jed, I mean, I know he still wants this career. Is this a good move? Well, I mean, he has and, a and, girlfriend now. And actually, now. before you answer it, please give our audience a little bit of a recap of what this new show is. Yeah, so the new show is an it's actually a Bachelor official spinoff. It's called The Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. It's a dating show specifically for musicians. So they're going to intertwine, you know, performing, writing music with love. And then I believe there'll be episodes like their rose ceremony form is going to be like up on a stage where a couple... They sing together, they perform together, and then they're voted off based on chemistry and talent. So basically, they're going to put like a whole bunch of like-minded people in a room. And I think it's kind of coming out of a Star is Born, okay? So kind of imagine like the chemistry that we felt during a Star is Born and put it on a weekly Bachelor show. It's the best I can describe it. Isn't there like a show out there right now, like called like Flirty Dancing that kind of does yes. something similar? Like, you, yeah, yeah, and that was coming of off of Dirty Dancing. So now it's like kind of like a whole bunch of TV show adaptations from movies. Um, well, I would say that, yeah, it actually would be a fantastic idea for Jed to go and try to redeem his image on that show. But he has a girlfriend and he says that he's in love with her. Right. So I don't think he'll be going on anytime soon. But if it's renewed for a season two and he breaks up with his girlfriend for some reason. Maybe we'll see him. I mean, I honestly, uh, I always do want to believe in second chances. I don't know the backstory. Here's a crazy part about the Jed thing. I mean, I think we know kind of what happened. We still haven't never, never gotten a clear answer from, from Jed on what exactly happened. Well, I think Jed will stand by the, the idea that he really truly broke up with that girl beforehand. Yeah. Well, so if that's the case, if that's the story he's sticking to, if that's the only story we know, then go on the show and, you know, see if you can find love in a, in a different way. And if not, I mean, I don't know how this this show will enhance your musical career. This doesn't feel like one of those shows. It feels like more of like the romance type part might, might flourish. But we'll be tuning in and you better believe we'll be talking about it here on the Almost Famous podcast. I know. Like now that this is a new Bachelor franchise show, are we are we obligated to speak about it? <laughs> We're going to be talking this, this about it. This is our actually. new thing. I can't believe it's The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. Like, it's actually a Bachelor show. It's wild. I mean, our off seasons just get shorter and shorter and shorter. I can't imagine being Chris Harrison. That guy has to work all the time. Ashley, this this season of The Bachelor has been nothing less than super dramatic. I think uh, from everything I'm reading online, all the tweets and messages I'm getting, drama is the definition of this season so far. So we're going to talk about this week's dramatic episode of The Bachelor. But before we do, let's take one more break. We're going to come back ready to talk about Hannah and Victoria, Peter, and all of the drama leading up to the very end of week three of The Bachelor. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's nuisance turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, 
this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I sit in my bathroom, it smells like a spa. I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Champagne Gate continues. Ashley. Will Champagne Gate go down as one of the most memorable scenes of all time? No. I think so. I'm, I'm in love with it. I think it is hilarious. It is hilarious. It's basically like an SNL writer's dream. There, the I, girls go back and forth. She pops that champagne on her face. It's a hilarious gif. And now she goes, I don't even like champagne. And then Hannah Ann cannot stop saying, I'm not a champagne stealer. I can't believe how many times she said not a champagne stealer. Like she just came up. She just came up with that expression on her own. It's so silly. I, I, I just can't imagine being in the house. So let's. And, and rest in peace, Sarah C. She's now gone after this week. Um, but can you imagine being Sarah C? Somebody quiet. Who is somebody Sarah that feels C? like they just <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's she didn't say a lot during this season. Um, she was trending last night on Twitter because she didn't say a lot, but people liked her a lot. Oh, is this the really pretty girl? Yeah, my the girlfriend's brother was tweeting me. Yeah, texting me about her already. Like just that kind of stuff going on. So. Can you imagine being Sarah C sitting back watching this go down? 
you're taking it all in and all you can hear is two girls going back and forth about stealing champagne and that you're not a champagne stealer. Like how is Peter thinking he's finding his wife in a group that is talking about stealing champagne? Obviously, we all know champagne is the facade for all the issues that Kelsey and the other girls have with Hannah Ann. And Kelsey says that the deeper issue here is the bullying and how the how Hannah Ann called her name-calling bullying. But in my opinion, it wasn't bullying. It was confrontation. It was name-calling. But it wasn't like this pattern of aggressive behavior that was threatening Hannah Ann. Do you, I mean, at this point, because we didn't get a clear picture of this uh, from this last episode, do you think Peter is turned off at all right now by any of these women? Or do you think he even knows this is going on to the extent at which it's going on? Okay, the weirdest thing, the weirdest part about this episode to me was that we see Hannah, Anne, and Kelsey have that conversation by the pool where she says she doesn't like champagne and all that. It doesn't really conclude, but like it concludes with us thinking like, oh, this is so silly that we're just not going to address it anymore. But the the weird part to me is that the last episode ended with Peter talking about how confused he was over who was telling the truth and how upset he was that there was accusations of bullying. And then this week, we don't address that at all. Kelsey doesn't even have to sweat it out of um, sweat it out at the rose ceremony. She gets a rose right off the bat. There's no further addressing between the three of them what went down. And it seems like Peter is over it. And we had a little bit of this during Colton season. I remember if you remember, right, like the hat that we had the Hannah B and Kaylin situation. And it was like back and forth for a while. It got really good, then really ugly, then really good again. And then it just kind of ended and we were like, all right, are they good? Yeah. Like it just stopped. And, and, and I think it might be because there's so much to pack into each episode now, but uh, some of these storylines, I feel like need a conclusion and I don't <laughs> yeah. think we have one. I'm like, um, guys, why is the right? Like, I, I know there's not writing cause it's a reality show, but like we need to close these storylines. They, they're leaving them wide open. It's bizarre to me. And, um, I mean, like, we have that big Hannah storyline, and we have this big storyline, and both of them don't conclude. And then they they, they they focus so much on the Alea story. A whole hour was dedicated to Alea, but we couldn't even just get three minutes uh, concluding the conversation between Kelsey and, and Peter, because there obviously was one. 100% there had to be one. I mean, that's, that is that is a confusion for me. So we're going to talk about Alea here a little bit in the podcast. So let's run through how this podcast played or how this episode played out. And then we have a lot to talk about because honestly, an hour, like Ashley said, was designated to Alea. Uh, Victoria gets the one-on-one date this week. Uh, they go line dancing. It was your, I think, Ashley, I would describe this as your, as your typical week three one-on-one. It was good. Uh, I feel like she's going to be around a long time. They have a lot of potential. There doesn't feel to be a lot of negatives to their relationship. However, I don't think I was convinced that she's the one after one mm-hmm. one-on-one date. Like the sparks didn't fly like you have seen with like the Nick and Vanessa's. Right. You said it perfectly. I watched this and I was like, oh, they have something to build on. This is not his wife, but she'll go far. And then I think it was blatantly obvious um that their 
chemistry doesn't even compare to Madison's chemistry. Mm. When we see Madison at the pool party and they're like forehead to forehead in the most intimate moment ever. And he's telling her that the date that they had was the greatest first date of all time. So it was like, oh, okay. So yes, Victoria P. Uh, it was a nice date, but I don't, I don't see, I don't say, whoa. You know what I did say whoa over though? Hmm. Is who Victoria P is as a person. Her story, uh, how she has uh, kind of uh, fought through life, um, overcoming uh, the passing of her dad and the, her mom's struggle with addiction, um, keeping her family together, being the rock for her family through it all. Uh, I know through that she mentioned that she never felt worthy for a guy like Peter, but. I'm telling you right now, Victoria P. If you listen to this podcast at all, which I'm actually surprised when I get messages from some of the uh, some of the contestants saying they do listen, uh, you are definitely worthy of a guy like Peter. You're worthy of anybody. Like your story, just who you are and what you represent is something to be admired, and that is something to be celebrated. I'm gonna second you on that. She's so sweet, so beautiful, and I just can't believe how many times she's like shocked that a man will will treat her the way that yeah. Peter has been treating her. It's just. It's really sad. I'm like, girl, come on. Know your worth. That's it. Know your worth. That's a shirt. Maybe that's our next Almost Famous shirt is know your worth. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Almost Famous. Know your worth. Uh, <laughs> then we move into the group date. I mean, there's a lot that kind of happens in between. We're going to package all the Alea stuff up in one conversation here at the end. Should we start to get hints uh, from Alea? But the group date has Kira, Sarah, Tammy, Kelly, Cheyenne, Sydney, and Alea on it. The clue is, I love surprises. I hope you do too. Here's the thing. We wake up, or the girls wake up in the morning, and I guess we wake up in the morning with them watching the show. To Demi, not Lovato, is back with champagne and Killa. She's waking the girls up for this date. <laughs> Demi has had multiple reappearances in the last two seasons on this show. Ashley, Why? I mean, is, is Demi being set up to take over Chris Harrison? <laughs> no, we all know that's your position. If, I if don't know. If it's ever Demi, open. Demi does great. She was crushing it. And we I've never remembered a contestant being brought back as many times they brought her, Demi back. Yeah, Demi's just shameless. She just says everything that no one else will. And she just brings a lot of energy to an episode. So yeah. I think like if they want like a lighthearted, fun, you know, be a bitch type feel, <laughs> that's the, who they're going to call in, you know, and they went into a pillow fight. It was supposed to be playful and it was also supposed to be like, I'm going to beat you up. And it ended up being people beating themselves up. There's a gif out there going around of one of the girls. I think it was Sarah C getting her head rocked by a pillow we were watching it at uh, here in Florida, and I was watching with my family and Jessica, and we were all like, this seems intense. There was also this like weird level where at some point – I forget who said it. Maybe it was uh, um, Kelly or, or – I, I forget her name at this point. She says, nobody wants to see their attorney dressed yeah. in lingerie having a pillow fight. Yeah. Do you – I mean, do you agree? Are these moments – you've been on the show before. Are these moments – that you start to feel uncomfortable or do you think you just run into it saying, Hey, whatever happens, happens. Feel uncomfortable. Uh, I mean that 
I felt for her actually because she does have a very powerful law firm in Chicago. I've heard that like that family does quite well, and she's one of the more like down to earth, serious girls. I really like Kelly. She's so easy to watch, so confident in herself. But I can see not being super cool with being in your lingerie and a pillow fight. But I think you know uh, it's one of those things. You're not going to fight it. If you're on The Bachelor. What do you expect? You you know when you sign yeah. up, you're going to have to do stuff like that. You're going to have to do something uh, that, that feels a little uncomfortable. Well, this was an intense group date, all leading up um, to a really, really competitive en- ending where Alea wins the pillow fight and wins time with Peter. But as we know, if you've watched the episode... Alea's time on the show does not end well. Ashley, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. After watching this group date, after seeing how it plays out, seeing the chaos that ensues around it, and then seeing Sydney, in a sense, call Alea out at the cocktail portion of the night, is this, I mean, what I have in my notes here is have these girls not learned their lessons, but yet this time it worked where Sydney obviously mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, won. Is this something that will just continue to happen? Why do girls continue to do this? And what and why do girls do this thinking that this is the right move for their relationship with Peter? Well, as somebody who's definitely guilty of it during my time. I'm just the kind of person who can't hold back. Like if somebody if I think that somebody's fake and somebody is just acting completely different in front of the love interest and they are without the love interest in their presence i'm gonna i have like i'm compelled to say something and it's so bad and it's kind of well it's not so bad it's actually it's not so bad it's something that i wish i could have more control over (laughs) but i don't and maybe sydney's the same um it's just like a compulsion to kind of like take their blinders off like you really just want them to see the person the way that you're you're seeing them and you truly don't trust the person you're talking smack on um i i think that you're right it's probably never to the benefit of the relationship between you and the lead however in this case it was an exception to the rule for sure peter handled this completely differently than so many other leads have in the past most of them get turned off when you know you come to them with drama about somebody else or disliking somebody else but peter really saw it as sydney looking out for him which is a nice way of looking at it i i have some thoughts further on the on the topic I don't like the way that he called Sydney out for it in front of the whole group. If you wanted to even pull both girls aside, that would have been fine. And then I also don't even think he should have eliminated her in the end, but we'll get to that a little bit. What do you think? Well, yeah. So to summarize this episode up to this point, Victoria P gets the rose. She stays with Peter after the one-on-one, uh, the group date uh, starts up and is, is one of those first couple week group dates. You know, they always try to get creative. It's always something weird. This time it was a pillow fight, uh, in lingerie all ending up with a winning. And then that the cocktail party, uh, that night we sit here now with a getting called out by Sydney for being fake. 
we have this really weird passive aggressive conversation that we watch between Sydney and Alea, where Sydney is asking Alea, do you feel like you have to put on a show for uh, the masses? Do you feel like because of your pageant history, you always have to say the right things? And I actually, in this part, that now I would typically, right now, my guard goes up and I go, okay, let me watch for who I'm in favor of in this moment, right? Sydney or Alea. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this, I'm going, even if Alea is fake, I have to give her the benefit of the doubt for admitting it. She's not lying. She's saying, hey, it's just something I've been trained to do. Just like sometimes when we get in front of a camera and we've been through PR training or anybody, say you're uh, working for your company and you have to give a presentation, all of a sudden there's a switch that gets turned on and you turn something on. Like you do act a little different. You cover up some things. Maybe you aren't as loosey-goosey and you say things a little more respectful or appropriately in those moments just based on the situation you're in. Alea didn't shy away from that. And I had to give her respect to say, hey, yeah, even though you do are admitting that you put on a, a face in front of the masses, you aren't lying that – you don't love that about yourself. Yeah. She's definitely very polished. She's very image conscious. And that's something that, yes, has always rubbed me the wrong way. Watching the show, being part of the show. That's just not my cup of tea. She's not going to be my friend. But even though she's not going to be my friend and I'm more of the Sydney in the situation, she is the fact that he eliminated her based on hearsay and just the fact that she's a little bit more put together than the other ones are. Is just I thought was kind of ridiculous, especially since he wasn't like she wasn't taking somebody else's spot in the rose ceremony. We see Chris Harrison take away a rose because he truly didn't want to give the other girls a rose. So it wasn't yeah. like she was taking anyone else's spot. He should have kept her around for another week at least so that he could really see for himself if there was an overbearing facade to get to know her more. Because even what Victoria P said, because I mean, yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but um, at the rose ceremony... Uh, the cocktail party, the pool party, whatever. He pulls Victoria P aside to talk about Alea. And she goes, yeah, I knew her before. And she told me not to tell the producers that I knew her before. And I actually think that's not a red flag at all. And Alea's excuse for it was perfect. It was, I thought that if we, if it was known that we knew each other, that there was a, the higher chance of us both not getting casted. And I think totally legit. Do you think that's totally legit? I do. I mean, on, I, if I was Peter, I would not have gotten rid of Alea. I, I mean, so here's my sum, like what I think yeah. happened. I wonder if Peter just, Peter just wasn't that into Alea at some point during this week. And he knew he had to get like all of this, like hearsay and chaos had gotten so much inside of his head that he was kind of over it. And he just said, I'm done. Like, I, I just need to get rid of this situation because it's not, she's not the one for me. Like, I know there's somebody here that I'm going to be with more than Alea. And yes, I might want her around for a few more weeks because she's interesting and intriguing to me, but she's not the one for me. So yeah. I'm just going to cut it, cut it off here. But here's my critiques for Peter. Yeah. And it was the first time I've had major critiques for Peter. I know you probably uh, hated when he called out Sydney. Oh, yeah. Oh, Peter, if he, Peter was on here right now, I'd say that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Why do you call her out in front of the group? Don't do that. That is – I've always said what makes a great bachelor is how, how they handle difficult situations. And I think the, one of the worst ways to handle difficult situations is to provide any opportunity to, to heighten the argument. And I think in front of a group, 
it only provides an opportunity to kind of heighten the emotions of everybody. It puts everybody on the fence. It makes everybody feel a little awkward. It makes everybody a little hesitant. It is not fair. Now pull them aside together, pull them aside one-on-one, whatever you need to do, but never, never kind of walk into conflict and confront it in front of the group. Peter, that is your first big mistake as Bachelor. I still think you're great. You're going to be great. But that is the first big mistake that I think it was super awkward to watch and just not smart. Yeah. We see that we see that Alea comes back. I don't know if it's next week's episode, but in the coming season. And um, it looks, this is my me putting together the, the puzzle pieces, it looks as if she comes in during the middle of a group date and then while she and Peter are away talking, the other girls get up from the couches and they're like, over it, done. And then he's left at a group date that has been taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a bunch of uh, tweets um, this week saying, I can't wait to hear Ben talk about how much self-describing happened on this episode. And I'm not going to talk about it because every time I do, all of you little trolls come out and you start going, stop talking about self-describing. But there was a lot of it. It didn't make me happy and I don't enjoy it any more than I did two years ago or last year. FYI. Hey, Ashley, I have a question for you. Yeah. Now that I've gotten that off my chest because I'm, I had to talk about it. It's, it was ridiculous how many people were describing themselves. Um, but anyways – why are pool parties never parties? On I the hate Bachelor? the pool parties. If you guys remember, why do just, they have them? I don't know. It's week three every single season. Now it's predictable. It was week three on my season. I don't. Do, do you remember if it was week three on your season? We never. I don't think we ever had one. Oh really? Oh, I hated mine. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. Not to like talk about myself, but I could not stand the fact that I couldn't do my Kardashian makeup that night. I had a look that I planned for that night, the outfit, the makeup, and then they're like, pool party. And I was like, are you kidding me, you guys? I thought I had all day to chill, all day to get myself put together. And now you're going to just spring this on top of me. The water is too cold to go into. If you guys are familiar with like pool temperatures, 65, I'm assuming it's like 65-ish, is not a comfortable swimming temperature. And it's like the first week of October, last week of September. It can be hot here, but it's not scorching. People weren't in the pool because it was too cold. The hot tub's also cold. The hot tub was hot for us. Uh, well, hot tub was cold <laughs> for us. There was no enjoyable like water. Like when they said pool party, I knew exactly well because Tanner was on my season. And so Tanner was the expert in all things Bachelor. And so they said pool party... Um, like just for the guys, Caitlin was even invited over as they're like, jump in the pool. And Tana's like, something dramatic's going to happen. Something weird's going to happen. But I don't think we ever ended up having a pool party. I don't remember it. Usually um, I think the pool party happens. Um, they, they do the pool party so that there can be like extended drama on an episode because I think they last a little bit longer than the nighttime cocktail uh-huh. party. Yeah. It just drags on. It's just weird too, because then like, Peter has to just kind of be bouncing from girl to girl as like the other girls kind of like lay out around the pool like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. Like this isn't a party. No. Like if I've ever been invited to a party where a bunch of people cry, complain, yell, scream and have to watch one dude make out with tw- like that's a terrible party. There is nothing about that that represents party to me. Yeah. And it was very bizarre for me. We actually did get in the water like 
there was 22 girls in the water with Chris Souls, and it was just weird. We were like all trying to like <laughs> touch him, and like he's the only male in the pool. It was like a little bit too uh, Playboy esque for me. Oh, that makes me feel so so much uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of uncomfortability. <laughs> uh, and now knowing Chris, know. knowing what he had to feel like <laughs> once he felt was- so weird. Oh, I bet he feels so so odd. many dolphin laughs. <laughs> So much uncomfortableness. Uh, well, so the breakdown of this episode is this. Alea is now gone. Uh, Sarah C is now gone. Alexa and Jasmine are all gone. We move on to week four with a really good group of women. I hope the drama kind of slows down now. Week four and five are always the weeks where we start seeing love stories blossom and we start really investing into some of these characters. So far, I can't say I've invested fully into anybody. I, I do think Victoria was somebody I appreciated and, and would love to meet and just learn from as a human. But I think other than that, uh, so far, just like most seasons, there's just a lot of drama. There is one line of the whole show that stood out to me at the very end of this episode that really got under my skin. And mm-hmm. Ashley uh, and listeners, I need you to tell me if I'm crazy or not. But Sydney has this interview and she says this line. She goes, Alea's gone. I'm never going I'm never going to go back on her on my opinion of someone. Oh, wow. She says, that's not good. She goes, I'm never going to go back on my opinion of someone. So she's pretty much saying she's happy. She called Leia out, which, hey, I can't blame her for calling Leia out. She felt like that was right. But I thought that line right there was a really hard line for me to process that she would never go back on her opinion of somebody. Because how many times in my life have I assumed something? Have I thought some way about somebody? And then once I got to know their story and who they are, I started to love and appreciate them more. So I thought that right there was a really wrong comment to make. That's a horrible comment to make. I didn't catch that. But it's interesting because the disclaimer, I put a disclaimer at the beginning of my Cosmo article this week saying like to all you girls who are part of the cast right now. It's obviously very hard for me to critique these episodes because it's going to be all good when we run into each other one day. But the but the main part is that I'm going to run into you one day and you're going to know me from critiquing you on the show and only what they aired from the show. There have been so many people that I meet in real life and my opinion on them completely changes. And it I think I've mentioned this before. It's not just from The Bachelor. It's even when I was obsessed with American Idol. I used to like completely criticize these people, their personalities on the show. And then I would meet them on the summer tour. And some of my least favorites would become my favorites. And some of the people that I really liked in the show would end up being like, just okay for me because you really need to get to know reality stars in person. And you guys need to know that your opinion is most likely to change on them. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so I thought that, I mean, hey, that comment could have been taken out of context. But for me, that was one that I just did not appreciate and could not process. Hey, we're going to go into some uh, listener emails. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Before we do, let's take another break. We'll come back with your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, your critiques on this season of The Bachelor. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, 
this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Before we go into emails, I'm really excited we're doing. We haven't done emails in so long. I um, just want to bring up something as part of the teaser this week is that Victoria F goes on a one-on-one, I think next week. And she happens to run into one of her exes <laughs> on the date. And he happens to be one of the performers. Um, it's what's his name? <laughs> what's his Chase name? Rice. Chase Rice. So Victoria yeah. F dated Chris Rice in the past. Of course she gets put on the Chase Rice date. And I uh, I'm living for the drama that is this and I feel so much pity for her for having to go through it. Her face when she walked around the corner and saw Chase Rice there was just awful. Like it just felt like her soul had dropped. Could you imagine? That's, no, that's I can't a, imagine. That may be the craziest one-on-one that's ever happened. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Chase Rice had came out publicly and talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, he was at an award show and he had commented on how just like awkward and upset he was that this happened. I wonder if we'll hear from Chase this week 
uh, following the show because I bet he felt awkward as well. He was singing to his ex-girlfriend who was dancing with another guy. That's not cool either. Chase Rice got produced. <laughs> he got produced. He didn't hard. know. He didn't know that an ex-girlfriend or a girl that like maybe wasn't even like uh, an official thing, but some girl that he like had hung out before in the past was going to show up to his date. He was just it, as shocked as Victoria Victoria was. It really, really was. Ah! It, it, it is definitely going to be something to watch. It's going to get us all hooked and intrigued. I cannot imagine it ends well, and I can't imagine it's anything but awkward. I hope this. I hope they didn't stand out and dance in front of him as he sang a song. Because if they did that, that would be so awkward. So, so awkward. No, I, I think that they probably end up talking, but maybe, I don't know if it's before or after the dance. <laughs> uh, Ashley, let's jump into emails here. Here We got one from uh, Gigi. She says, do producers tell the lead of each season to keep certain contestants, such as the villain, on the show for a given number of weeks just because they make good TV and cause more drama, even though the lead would rather not give them a rose. Also, do producers tell the lead in which order to distribute the roses? I can answer this question. Yes, you can. They definitely don't. Yeah, I, I, I've been there before. And I, I, I get this question a lot. I always say this. The producers never told me who to keep. But they always would tell me, hey, you should probably get to know this person more. You don't <laughs> – especially week one and two, you don't know these women too well. And so that you would, they would say, hey, this person's intriguing. Uh, it's a story you probably want to hear. Keep them around to get to know their story. But if I would say, no, 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 I'm very confident I want to send them home, they would have never fought me on that. They just would have – tried i mean they can become your friends your confidants and so they're just trying to give you the best advice possible not only to help everybody uh in the house uh kind of keep whatever is going on going but also to help you find the one for you i never looking back felt led astray by the producers i always feel like they were honest with me i just had to kind of read through the lines sometimes we saw peter's producer talk to him they broke the fourth wall yesterday which i love and said like, yeah, why did you send her home? I really don't think that he was, that she had encouraged him to send Alea home. I think she was truly confused why he felt compelled to. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. It's part of their job then as producers to react. I mean, Peter gets to do what he wants to do. There's no going back to if he sends somebody home unexpectedly. So I do think what you saw there is a very similar conversation that every lead is having after the rose ceremony. So where the producers are going, wait, why did you do that? That didn't make any sense. Are you sure you wanted to do that? Uh, and then also, do the producers tell the lead in which order to distribute the roses? No. I mean, there's there's always like no? different ways to go about, sure? about it. <laughs> A hundred percent. No, because then you watch sometimes and it, it's cut and edited uh, differently. It's never it's always just up to the lead to do this whole thing, how they want to do it. I just don't always read into it too much when a lead gives somebody the rose last. Like it doesn't always mean that that was the last person on their list. Like that's not all the case. So I don't read into that. Also, sometimes the rose ceremony, the way it airs, isn't the actual way it went down for drama effect. I think we can say that. I um, need to also say that one time I told Chris Souls like early on, because the first two rose ceremonies, I got the rose like one of the first three names that were called. And I told him, of course, week three. I go, hey, I love that you give me the rose early on. I can relax. Oh, actually. And then, oh, so of course, that week going forward, 
I was second to last or last every other week. Yep. Ashley, you just ruined yourself. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's probably like, he's probably like, I had no clue I was giving you the rose. I know. Early I know. I know. <laughs> oh, Ashley. We've got multiple emails of people hoping that my theory from the beginning of the season is accurate. And if you guys need a reminder, my theory, it is that that Chris Harrison comes up to Peter saying that like Hannah won dancing with the stars, but she feels as if nothing was complete because you weren't there. So there's lots of people hoping that the theory is true. And this one comes from Kristen. It's a little bit of a spin on my own. It says, my theory is that Hannah contacts the producers on the last day of filming and tells them, I need to try this relationship with you before you get engaged. So please don't get engaged. Hannah explains that she would have been there in person had it not been for her commitment to Dancing with the Stars. Bachelor filming wrapped on November 17th and Dancing with the Stars wrapped on November 25th. So that does... Um, kind of poo-poo on my own theory that she had won Dancing with the Stars already. She didn't actually win yet, but she was in the finale. Um, Kristen continues to say that I think after that bombshell, Peter begins to date Hannah in real life alongside the final pick from this season. This is also consistent with my theory. She says that there will be no engagement, so he eliminates all the what-ifs. Chris Harrison has been teasing that the show isn't really over yet, a.k.a. Peter is still feeling out these relationships in real life, or at least that's what Kristen believes. <laughs> that reminds me that, you guys, I, I sneeze in the middle of my vows. Remember that, Ben? Wasn't that cute? <laughs> I definitely remember that. And it was cute. You handled it really well. And I thought you were going to be sad that that happened. Oh, no. no, you just bounced on up. No, <laughs> you just was, kept going. I thought it was kind of cute. And my final note from Kristen is that Peter has been the most inclusive bachelor yet. What is she talking about there? I, I think what she's saying, he's like, he's like the one that is like the most decisive. Like he, he makes these decisions and he sticks to them. I think that's where that's coming from. Like he's the one that is like, the clearest to understand where he's sitting at at all times. Okay. I'm imagining, I mean, I'm imagining that this, that, I mean, people are going to be Peter fans. Uh, it, this is all going to be a wild ride. It is crazy how nobody knows how this ends and they're sticking to that. And there hasn't been any rumors spread yet. We're all kind of assuming and thinking through stuff, but I have a feeling that they're going to make Peter look super, super confident and decisive up until the very last couple weeks. And then all of a sudden we're going to, I mean, because he's Peter's even hinted at it, that it looks a lot like my season did. So he's going to get really confused at the end and confusion at the end is never fun for the lead, but really entertaining to watch. Yeah. I'm really excited. I, it's so cool not to, to be spoil free. And you guys, we never seek out spoilers. It's actually y'all that ruined it for us sometimes. I'll get comments under my Instagram being like, you know it's so-and-so. Or, Ashley, haven't you heard from so-and-so that it's this? And I'm like, no, I've been trying to prevent hearing that. So it's really cool that this season, um, there's no accidental spoilers for, for us. Right? 
So, so far, here's my grade of Peter Weber. I like to do this every bachelor season. I think he's doing great. I think he's uh, in the first couple of weeks, which are always the hardest. There's a lot of chaos going around in, in, around him at all times. He made a big mistake by confronting uh, Sydney and Alea in front of the other woman. But other than that, uh, the guy is thriving uh, in his role as the lead. And I think we're all enjoying watching we're enjoying talking about it here on the Almost Famous Podcast, but we want to hear from you. So please email us at Ashley at iHeartMedia.com or hashtag us on Twitter at Almost Famous Podcast. We love hearing from you. We love reading your insights and your stories, and we love talking about this show along and along with you. Because if not, we just feel like we're talking about the show to each other, and, well, that's not half as fun. So, hey, uh, continue keep it up. Peter's Journey for Love continues next week on ABC. Until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is 
and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.